Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Vianna, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion, and today we're discussing chapters 27 through 29. Uh, but first, previously on Wizard Team. Previously on Wizard Team, two of our hosts. No, 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 no. Set a timer. Thanks, <laughs> friend. Oh my gosh. I'm pulling up on my phone. Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> previously okay. on Wizard Team, the band of Robin's wife dropped an album Wait. and we haven't even well, started. Well, now I got to listen to it. <laughs> Team. Do you want to just do it now and then we can get into Legendborn, Team. which is why we're here? Robin said, time report. She gave her 90 seconds. Okay, yeah, rent. Robin has yep, 90 Go ahead. Seconds. You have 90 seconds. I have 90 seconds. Yes. Take okay, it. Okay, fine. I will give you all 90 seconds. All I ask, all I ask is for you to purchase Better Place and then stream it. I will give you the money to purchase it. I come on here do these things i read these books support y'all and what you want to want to do and all of this stuff i just did one app and also the song is good the song is really freaking good and i and the two people close to me two two people i don't have that many friends y'all i have like a handful of friends and my dog my dog has listened to better place more than these two fake friends have how dare! And then they'll tell me, act like I'm the one with the problem. Act like I'm overreacting. Act like they were they were shocked and I didn't even know. You didn't even tell. How did I not tell you? It's all I've been talking about. I ain't talk. I ain't thought about anything else. I didn't even know. And then I say, okay, well, what? Buy the buy the song. I'll give you the money. Well, you know the way my phone's plan is set up and my my memory and it is one song. It ain't even a gigabyte gigabyte. I don't know. It is one song and it's three minutes. And it's good. It's not like I'm asking you to download the Taylor Swift album or like whatever. I don't know if she's good or not. Don't come for me. I don't listen to her. It's not like I'm asking you to to Jack Harlow. Wow. I told I said before we started recording. I will. She said a a purchase is worth ten streams. I'm. I'll listen to it. I will stream it ten times. Yes. I feel like that's a good compromise. Yep. She wants both. She wants both the ten streams. Yeah. Then she upped it to twenty streams. I'm like, well, you said ten. You have to purchase it. It's fine whatever stream it though you better listen to it and the fact that thought that you think that you're gonna listen to it once and not want to listen to it 10 times is ridiculous they're not your boy band fine but you have to admit that they are the boy band because whenever i listen to nsync when y'all were in the car little miss i didn't get my license until i decided to get my license when i was a grown-up whenever i was in sync you were bopping along don't act like you don't act like you don't, don't act brand new I have in sync on my phone. I don't act brand new. I just 
I didn't buy them though. Like <laughs> I didn't buy my library. I did not buy in sync products versus streaming at your own whim without having to take up space that you may not want to you may want to use for something else. That's the only that's the only thing. Have you listened to the song? No, I in its in its entirety. Portia, over here with your little head. Have you listened to the song in its entirety? Have you listened to the song in its entirety? Did it come out on Friday? Is it most Sunday? Most Most of of it. Can we to go? Yeah. Previously, somebody gonna set a timer. Back to back to Bree. Previously on Wizard Team. Okay, so um, Bree checks on Nick in his room after the Hell Snake debacle. Um, he's healed by William. He asks her to stay, and so then they spend the night together, which is very cute. She's all nervous about it. He realizes she's nervous about it, so he turns down the game a little bit, except that doesn't really make it better. She's still nervous. Anyway, um, the next morning, he walks her to her dorm, um, but on the way, they kiss, you know, Nick Curry with the shot. Um, and... Yeah, so everything's sweet. They're all like, you know, happy, breeze feeling giddy, teen teen love and all that. Um, she then goes to her therapy session with Patricia, um, which immediately tones down the vibes are different. The vibes shift, they're they're different. We're in a graveyard now. Um, but we get to memory walk, which is basically time traveling with your ancestors and is everything that I wanna read about. Um see, Luna Luna knows. Um Luna's upset with So y'all. then Oh, okay. Um, so then uh, Patricia takes Brie on this memory walk um, where we see, we meet some of her ancestors. Um, they see one scene um, from the past, but then one of Patricia's ancestors is like, mm, that's not enough. I'm taking you with me. So Brie is, goes on multiple rides through space and time with very various um, ancestors of Patricia's. Um, and in doing that, she learns more about Root, how it works. She learns more about Bloodcraft, which is the kind of magic that the Order practices. Um, we learn about the Crossroads Man, aka the demons, um, and babies that can be made from demon and uh, human relations. Um, and then we also find out that somebody was opening the gate back in the 90s. Spoiler alert, it's Lord Davis, but we don't know that yet. And I mean, I'm the real joke weird. there is that multiple gates were opened from demons and humans population and the <laughs> gates of uh, hell where the demons were. Yep. 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 So lots of things are, lots of things are happening. <laughs> <laughs> she said demons and human copulation. I mean, that's what's happening. Um, and then Brie, after that, she like runs off. She finds out about, you know, after she finds out about this, she's like, I got to talk to Nick. Shit's been popping off. And then that's where we left. That's where we left off. Wow. Okay. That was, um, I don't even know if you made it uh, the 90 seconds, but I felt like I think you I was did. a little um, bit over. A little bit over. But, you know, that's fine. It's what you do when you are not in a better place. Um, mm. Chapter 27. So, Bree has <laughs> pushed the statue of Carr and then ran to the lodge. Um, She gets to the lodge looking for Nick. Sarah and Tor are in the foyer. Foyer? 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 And um, they're in the 
entryway when she runs in they let her know that nick is not there so she asks where william is um and four tries to cop an attitude but uh thar is like running interference and um you know breathe just like it whatever <laughs> she runs to downstairs to um, talk to William. Nick is taking his dad to the airport because he's going to see the, just check to talk with the regents and check on the Northern chapter, I believe. Um, so when Bree gets to Will, he she confronts him about Cell being Shadowborn and Will is like, whoa, 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 calm down. But then explains that, um, Cell is a Cambian and all of Merlin's line are, Merlin was a Cambian and so then it's his entire line. And we kind of get a little bit of a one drop rule, like yeah, demon blood allows you to see and um, manipulate ether without the awakening or the oathing. Um, and oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that one thing about this is, like, Brie just, like, comes in with this information and hasn't really thought about, like, how she's going to explain how she found out. How she found out about it. Yeah. And so that's, like, the one part about, like, eventually she has a conversation with Nick that I'm like, okay, cool. Like, but it's Nick. You know what I mean? Like, you just, <laughs> and I guess, you know, she she knows that William is not one who's going to ask questions. So. Yeah. And that William helped, already knows that there's something. I mean, they else going on. Else going different on about Bree knows, knows that Bree has broken Mesmer, um, but doesn't feel like she's a demon the way that Cell feels right. like all of these things equal demon. But does know there's like something more going on. But I trust Nick. I trust Bree. She gives me good vibes, so it's fine. Um, and. It isn't actually until, like, later on she, when she's, um... So anyway, so she's, like, confronting Will with this, and William is explaining. Um, first off, Will is, like, close the door. How did you know this? Like, and she just said, like, she figured it out. Um, and, um... As he's going into what, um, Merlin's are, so Merlin's the I guess race class of the order. Well, I don't, yeah, they're all descendants from the original Merlin, whose um, whose mother was human, and father was a Gorichel incubus, which um, <laughs> it's so funny because like Bree is like all Merlins are part sex demon. <laughs> And Will's like, why'd you got why'd you have to whisper sex like why'd you have to whisper it? Why'd you have to whisper it? I I emphasize mm, mm, mm. That's what you want to call it. Um <laughs> but also explains why she feels that Cell is too beautiful to exist because his daddy, well, his great 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 sixth century removed granddaddy yeah. was a powerful Gorchell incubus. Um Succubus. yeah, incubus. It's funny because his mom was then the succubus, and then it's like so. No, the mom. Oh, his mom. The mom was yeah. 
An incubus um, is just the male version of a succubus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also an incubus is a really good band, but if you ask Portia and Bayana, they'd be like, I'm not listening to them and I'm not going to stream. I have listened to incubus. I don't even know that actually. Um, we grew up in similar right. eras. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. So anyway. <laughs> Um, there's no legendborn awakening spell needed for Merlins because basically um, Ether Affinity and Demon Blood is dominant. That's the thing which I'm like, okay, he is like pre-med. Is this math? I don't know. Like, break your Punit square dominant. I'm like, am I supposed to know what that means? Yeah. You don't remember a like Punit square? Sixth grade science it's, class. Yeah. It's, it's like the little square. Here, hold up. Hold up. <laughs> It's like, like oh no, it's evil, and it's like four. It starts off with four, like it's like four square, and then it's yeah. eight, capital A, capital A, capital A, lower yeah, A, double double A's. Y'all can then... do all of this, and like she's now drawing that. Now it's, I guess that makes sense about him drawing circle with the M M and the I. Um, that was like it's a little smudged because this pen is is leaking, but it's like this thing. Yeah. So the capital is the dominant trait. And the lowercase is recessive. Yeah. And then it's like, if the capital A was brown eyes and lowercase was blue eyes, then that's like the, if it's that's capital A, capital A, receiving. you have brown eyes. If it's capital yeah. A, lowercase A, you would have brown eyes. But if it's lowercase, lowercase, you have, so it's like a gene thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. And it breaks that. That's how this is like the one thing I remember from like science. Like, that and how to draw a cell, like the nucleus goes here. Yeah. It's like, a, like the earth core. And you're like, okay, cool. I can write this. I can I'm out of taking that class. I was really good. You how? It was a basic science class. Yeah, how did you get really out of that? I was, really, I was really good at getting out of classes that I thought would be too difficult. And then in my adult age was like, I probably shouldn't have been so scared to take those classes because like, now I don't like know. It's like basic science. It's not even like it's That's like... That's what I'm like, how? Okay, it's well, not, also, I was a depressed kid, so I don't remember my childhood. So I don't remember this. That sure. That's fair. That, I feel um, like, makes... <laughs> like, I feel like that makes more sense. <laughs> I don't. I, I was yeah, like, that's why she why she write this like I'm supposed to know what this is. Um, apparently, I'm supposed to. Know I was what like that maybe is. the visual would would, would trigger something. <laughs> yeah, like I don't refresh know. your memory, and you're like, excuse yeah. me, yeah, like absolutely no. not, never seen that. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but good on y'all. It breaks the Punit Square Dactyl um, dominant demon genes are, and so Merlin's cell included. Um, all have these dominant genes and it doesn't matter at this point how far removed they are from the original Merlin Cambion. Um, it also makes me think though, because I mean, the line is law and all of this stuff, but I'm wondering how many Merlins might possibly not be descendant of the Merlin and be descended from like a different Cambion and then just like, fold themselves into the order so that they can like hide in plain mm. sight, you know what I mean? Like if Valak had babies, not Valak because they would be black babies and then that would, you know, but if another demon Cambion had a baby who was white and they just like were like, you know what, to make life easier for myself and not hide in the shadows, which we see a lot more of like the rest of the magical world and blood mark. I wonder how many of them are actually tracing their line back to Merlin. 
Um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure not all of them are because, um, like, there can only be so many different people within, like, one offspring generation or whatever that go off. And it's interesting, too, because it's, like, you don't want too much, like, he Stella's not going to be related to all the Merlins. Like, you don't want to be too much, like, interrelations right. going on or whatever. But then that, but I don't, think, that you ha- I don't think you have to because that... you can still be with other humans and create more Merlins. Like, I don't think sure. that, it's not like they don't have so to intermit, is the point. But you know, there was someone yeah. at some point who was like, we're going to make the best kinds of Merlins. And I mean, we're going to. Yeah, but I also was like, thinking that, like, that might also have something to do with the, like, y'all go crazy type of thing and they blame it on like demons but it's also a little bit of like inbreeding inbreeding um anyway so that kind of is william's explanation of merlin's but then he also says in addition to um their seductive traits which at this point are passive and not much more he says like not much normal human genes couldn't produce is how he explains their seductive traits um eye color aside he then talks about um (laughs) passive but still effective one minute you're they're talking blood work the next you're wondering if the infirmary bed will hold two people don't believe me just ask tor all of a sudden brie is like (laughs) tor and Seld got a little something Mm -mm, what's happening um but then says, like, he's not evil, but he is volatile. And then says, you know, they're kind of from... This part is so, like, to me, just, like, a very good encapsulation of what's wrong with the Order and how disconnected they are from, like, humanity, even though that's the thing that they're ostensibly trying to protect. He says... From both a medical and military perspective, Merlins are perfect warriors. Hearts like long-distance runners, pumping leisurely 30 beats per minute, core temperatures a toasty 110 degrees Fahrenheit, hot enough to cook a human brain like a fried chicken steak, but it means they burn away any human viruses or bugs. Enhanced metabolism, speed, strength, vision, and then here comes Cell, and hearing, and then... Before, yeah, before we get into that, I just want to say, okay, so we've established that I'm... I mean, we're all team like triangle or whatever, but Selbrick. Um, I I lean team Nick, but however, I don't. you can you can blame Stephanie Meyer for this. But one of my favorite like tropes is the like love interest who runs hot. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like no, they're literally hot. I love that. So every time I read that, I'm just like. Yes. That's one of my favorite <laughs> things about werewolves, too. I read a lot of paranormal Yeah, werewolves, I'm just like... Um, and there's always, like, that moment when the heroine or whoever is close to death or whatever, and then they, like, transform to warm them up. Or they just don't know, even transform. They just, like, tuck yeah, them in. Their normal body heat. Yeah. yeah as someone whose partner runs warm, warm, I call him, like, the furnace, um, I just, like, I just enjoy being able to have that ability like if i get too cold it's just like i need you to turn on the furnace part of your body because i don't have the ability to do that but you do yeah and so it's really cool to be able to do it it's so good me and my constant uh anemia don't understand it but appreciate appreciate it especially in like as a trope in writing um 
So Sal burst in though. Um, <laughs> like hand shearing. Like I couldn't even you could I couldn't William even take the time to really appreciate the 110 degrees before he does yeah. some before he starts. I can't even appreciate the tea that was dropped with him and so I'm like, is it this was it I'm like, here we go. Unrequited? Like what happened? What like, happened? No, right? none of that. Even, even here comes Brittany Brittany just like couldn't fully here in, like understand or or internalize what she just learned and then right. he breaks in. But mm, I do love guy. that like immediately Will gets up and puts himself between Sal and Bree. Like says, Cell, calm down, but, like, is doing that as he bolts out of his chair, hands up, and then, like, puts himself in between them. Um, and it's, like, you know, volatile, as I <laughs> like, in case you needed an, a, a physical demonstration of what I mean, here comes Cell. Um, and then Bree decides that she's, like, again, or, like, reaffirms that she's not going to cower in front of Cell, says, like, this is getting real old, King's Mage, you need new tricks. Um, and Cell's uh, accusing her of snooping or trying to, like, turn Will and Nick against him or, you know, just being you know, generic demon behavior. Um, and then Bree says throwing a temper tantrum crossroads child and i okay, why would you say that first off she likes, but she likes to smoke she likes what was it. The, what she was, what, it she wants your thinking behind this after because... always wants smoke i feel like that's what we have to take from this about the like again aren't you supposed to be keeping what you know a low profile you just learned this term like you don't even know what to work on him you don't, don't even really know this, really is why, this, is, this is why i love this so much because okay so self's dark eyes fly up to his hairline red spots appear on his cheek direct hit she says she's like got him but also it's such a black insult and like a way that she afterwards is like oh i don't i should be a little bit more protective over Patricia the and the like root crafters. Yeah. Um but that did not cross her mind. That's what I'm saying. She didn't know, like that might have been a strictly black community. When you like, oh look at that baby's kid. Look at baby's kid. And like other people are like, what? I don't understand. Because it's it's very black. It's a very black term and insult. Like that. Hopefully, you know, Cell is, what, 19. So, like, hopeful, hopefully he doesn't have the knowledge of, like, where that actually, like, comes from. But perhaps he's like, enough that, the, like, people outside, like, it's not just the Black community that says it. Like, everyone says it about demon children. Maybe. Because for Maybe. it, he had, had to have heard it from someone who was white. Because he don't be around Black folk. You're on my book all day. But my my thing is like even when we when we both when we both heard or when we all heard them say Crossroads Child, our first thoughts were like the devil went down to Georgia type of thing, and so I do think that like that imagery is across cultures, but like maybe saying Crossroads Child like that is very black, um, and she says it in a way that like. He knows what she's saying <laughs> um, with the venom in her voice. But it's just really funny because 
he um he had the visceral reaction william again is like stop it both of you you fell go shoo he literally shoes him away um and reminds him of his oath of service and so then fell leaves Breathe like oath of service. How many oaths are there, and how many have self sworn? And then William sighs. Self's primary oath is to Nick. His second is to Legendborn. But he's right. You're trouble, aren't you? And um, that's where we leave that. Reed still is looking for Nick, so she decides to go to the tap room, which we she had talked to Alice about earlier about going to this like go out to the bar with the Legendborn. Um, it's very funny too because we are in like these trials and stuff like that. But when we first met Felonpor and Evan, when Bree's trying to get information about them from Charlotte, Charlotte's like, "Oh, they never hang out together." And so, like now, we're seeing these this group of people who kind of make a conscious effort to not be in the same place, like going out to a bar and and. To any like once born or like normal person on campus, it just looks like a bunch of college kids going out. But like if you knew any of them separately, you might be thinking, like, what is this group doing together? But that's where we're at now with like Camlin is like on the horizon. And so like keeping that kind of like incognito, we don't know each other stuff is not as important as like making sure that they all get along and they're working together because the demons are here. Um so while Bree's waiting, um, first off, she uses this random um, person's uh, ID. So she gets in as 21. She's like, this is really bad. It says that Monica Staten is like six inches shorter than I am. And she wears glasses. And as a girl who grew, who went to college in a white state, in a white population, the all black people look like is real and yeah. you don't have to do much to get a working fake ID. Just a black person willing to give it up. It, it doesn't matter weight, height, facial features, skin tone. They're like, Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, did you change it? That was my, I just changed my hair. Oh, okay. Looks good. Go on. Right. Did you cut your hair? Did you do like... Sure. Sure did. (laughs) I'm trying to get in this bar, so yes. (laughs) (laughs) You like it? Thank you. Um, So I love that because it was just very true to life. Um, But she's... She and the rest of the chapter are in the back wooden porch of this bar and she's checking her phone Patricia has called her eight times. Um, Bree sent her a text saying she needed to take care of something and explain later. But now she's starting to think um, about her warnings. And um, obviously, like, she understands, like, the blood crafters uh, or curses come to life and, like, abatement really, like, solidifies that that's true and that she's right. But she's mostly thinking right now about, like, Nick and that last vision in the in the memory walk of the people opening gates, um, because that is like most per- important. She's learning more about like the big formal selection gala, which she didn't know about. Um, and then Felicity and Greer 
touch her hair. I want to go on. I want to go on record that we were again every every day. She's by these white folks, and racism occurs. The only day we're not sure that she whether she experienced a racism is the one they skipped. Like they skipped a day before this. Every day that we actually see her interacting with these white people, she a racism occurs, and it's like, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying it. Passive voice occurs when it's active voice. They do it. They invoke yeah. a racism upon her. And these are the ones who were like supposed to be the nice the ones. The nice ones, right? Like and, and again, I feel like that's the, the semi intentional that's the intention behind it, which I appreciate, right? It's like it's usually it's mm-hmm. it, sometimes it's strangers. It, it, a stranger will definitely come at you with their hand and you're like, yo, mm-hmm. be serious. But it's you are way like, too comfortable. You're way too comfortable, but it's definitely friends. That's usually who it's by because they're yeah. like, we're cool, we're close, they feel comfortable, and they're like, oh, your hair's different, and here you go. Now you got people like your hair's different from mine, and I haven't wanted to touch it once. Not once have I looked at your hair. Also, not it's not like even, and and the thing too is like, so shout out to Bree. She Bree clocks it immediately, shuts it down, and is like. Is it different than yours? Is it curly? Big? Sure. But that doesn't mean you get to touch my hair whenever you want. I'm not a petting zoo. And so, like, she very clearly is like, I'm, I am I am experiencing a racism a minute in this chapter, and I am doing my damnedest to keep it cute. But what we're not going to do... Nip that in the bud. Just start touching me. And, like, and I, definitely... I would also say... Y'all gonna learn... Like, yeah, I'll also say like I she we've seen it a few we've seen it already obviously especially I think that was was that last episode or the one before where she was it was the one before where she was like everybody was getting red, um, but I would also say like at her age especially like it's very easy to just let those kinds of things go especially when those are your friends and to just be like okay like I didn't it made me feel weird a lot of times it's hard to articulate too like mm-hmm. it made me feel icky. Um, but I'm not really sure. Maybe I'm tripping and I let it go. And I think less so now. So maybe like given the time that this came out, um, less so. But I definitely remember like as a teenager in those not kind really of interactions, old. not really sure like what I should do in that situation and feeling kind of weird about it, but kind of letting it go. Um, so it's nice to like have that kind of representation or like depiction in a book where it's like, nah. That's just not okay. Like, you know what I mean? And I also um, really like, because I think like you, like it, it's definitely, it's happened to me from, like you said, like it mostly happens from people that you know and like who feel a level of like comfort with you, right? Like it's, it's mm-hmm. it does happen where it's like a complete stranger, but like that's wild. Um and Most usually it's the, easier to be like, yo. And yeah, when it's a complete stranger. <laughs> like, in your, you know. The, yeah, you're just like, yo, don't don't touch me, any part right. of me, because I do not know you. But, like, so I, I've definitely had that moment, and I don't think that I spoke up about it. Um, but I will say that, like, I appreciate the, the way that she articulated it. Um, and that she didn't let any, she didn't sit back. Cause I think that there have been times when I've been like, Hey, you know, you did the thing yesterday and it took me a full day to like come to terms with the fact that like 
I need to confront you about it type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But she did it right away. Um, and, and was very clear about it because there's also this level of like needing consent on both, like they didn't ask for consent. She didn't give consent. They, the, and it, even if you think, um, you know, Greer says, sorry, Brie Flushing, and then Felicity um, starts to, you th- it seems like she's about to like push back or be a little defensive and then stop herself and nod and says, sorry, I didn't realize. And she's like, now you do. That like, that's not a normal thing. You don't, you don't just touch people. It's mm-hmm. about to do their hair. Like you don't, you wouldn't, Greer wouldn't just touch Felicity there. And if, and if they did, like, I hope y'all have some kind of like relationship where y'all have already discussed, like, have figured out, like, we're just gonna touch people to each other's hair. Mm-hmm. Like, right? If you and don't hold on. If the consent doesn't mean anything to you, that's you. But my boundary is, I need consent. Like, I need for there to be consent and asked for, and then I have to give it to you before you can touch me. Any and they've known each other and been in the orbit like these pages these vassals these squires and scions have all been in each other's orbits since birth basically and so even if these two are the two that are closest to brie it's been three days like or right like Like we we actually it's it's maybe been five days but it it has not been we do not have that shorthand we do not have that understanding we are not close enough um if your name is not Alice, do not touch my hair. Do not touch me without consent. And even Alice, but Alice, like well, like, I mean, we're about is... to do hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, like Alice knows how to do her hair, and that's like a different relationship. It's like yeah. I, she knows when and where to be. And uh, but and, and there's a, here's another thing too. If I got if I have something in my hair, if you see something yeah, right. just like in my hair, like I see something in your hair, do you mind if I help you get it out? Okay, then not you have a reason why you're in my hair. Hopefully mm-hmm. you're not confident of just filling up in there just to do it extra while you're getting the thing out. Hopefully you're really just trying to help me with my hair. Otherwise. Yeah. And that's what I mean with like Alice too. It's like, there's usually context, even if she's not like explicitly being like, can I touch your hair now? It's like, you know, the wash day, <laughs> sit on down. You know what I mean? And like, Alice is doing or helping her do her hair. And and that comes from a lifelong friendship, right? Um, the fact that Alice, as an Asian person, is even, like, interested in learning how to, like, take care of Brie's hair is because of their bond and their friendship. So um, I just really, it's a small moment, but it's really, to me, like, indicative of even the people who are most accepting to her in the order are still not her people Mm -hmm. and do not know her and have huge blind spots when it comes to blackness and how to be. For me, the main issue is more that... That's a blackness thing too, because it's like, I don't care if you're black, white, purple, whatever you know that thing that thing people say green mm-hmm. you know, people are not purple or green whatever i don't care <laughs> like what gross. color you are do not touch someone that you do not know without their permission 
And like with us and our hair, so you know, our hair has been politicized, and so it's deeper than like a lot of things, and we've been othered because of it. And so there is like a deeper history, but like, don't touch a white person's hair. Like, you know, like, what be up yeah. in there. Don't be passing don't. each other y'all's combs. That's how lights be going around the school. Like, y'all be playing. Like, just don't play. Just don't be playing. And I feel like that's the, I think that's a deep, deeper issue with like the discord between like who's Brie, like Brie seriously can't have people within the order because they simply, it's one thing to be like, oh, I just need to be educated. Bree is not a teacher. She's not getting paid right. to teach y'all. That is, you know what I mean? That's one thing. But for me, the thing that was a greater example out of this was that, like, she seriously can't have anyone because they're not coming to her correct. Like, if they actually were trying to be her friend, they would be, they would look for consent. They would be like, let me be as overly comforting as possible just to make sure I'm not overstepping any boundaries. But you're trying to be extra comfortable with her. You're trying to just, like, put on this facade of like oh everything's gonna be hunky-dory but even though people are acting weird about you i'm not gonna act weird around you even though i am by reaching into your hair like mm-hmm. you're not you're trying to play like you're better than other people around the group when you're not like simply if you if you because if you were you would do go out of your way to make sure she was comfortable it would go over your own comfort you would be make you sure that you would talk to her in a way that you'd be like hey I'm going to do this. Do you want it? Are you down? Or you know what I mean? Like, just like be clear with your intention outwardly to her and get her consent. You would not be just doing things willy nilly and acting like it's a problem when she pushes back. That's just as bad. Yeah. So speed forward. Nick finally shows up with Cell trailing him, taking his bodyguard duties um, very seriously. I noticed in these, like, three chapters, too, like, Brie clocked Cell in all black a lot more. I mean, he's always in all black, but, like, like, mm-hmm. like always. Once again, you know what I mean? And I don't know if that was, like, intentional because now she knows he's part sex demon. <laughs> She's just, like... <laughs> paying closer attention i feel um, like she wanted to run to nick with what she knew because it was like i finally have an explanation for why i'm so attracted to a scent like i can't stop thinking about how he smells and now i have a reason he's a right that's what it is um, <laughs> and i think like for her it's mostly he's part demon the sex demon part like explains a lot of like the tingling that she's feeling and the and the mm-hmm. you know too beautiful to exist, but like he's part demon, and that's the part that she's actually like really focused on. We've already stated that Bree yeah, does a very good job of being able to be like you're attractive, but that's not important right now. <laughs> so Nick finally shows up. Cell won't leave them alone, um, and this is like a double whammy. She's like, I need to talk to him, but he keeps sitting next to me, and then there's this warmth oh. and this tingle, and I'm distracted. Like, right, he's like he's definitely like game out of his porridge, and she's like, focus. You learned important yeah. information, and he's like, my knee's gonna casually touch your knee, and my arm is. Want to share some tater tots? Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> casually. We are just going to be touching in all of the spots as we casually sit here with the rest of the order casually mm-hmm. and Brie is just like this is casual <laughs> <laughs> I 
try not to focus on the way he sits so close to me and how after he settles, he doesn't move his body away from mine or how warm his bicep and hip are through his clothing. I'm trying to focus. Um, she's having a hard time. She's having a hard time. So then he looks at her after she's okay. He, she's like, not exactly, but the, the entire child was she... here. And too. also, you're touching me. Like, I... I cannot explain to you how this is. If only the you. order wasn't here, we could shout at each other. We could, we should text. Yeah, <laughs> or like we both, if we had, if go we across had some, the thing, and then if I'll we just had call some you. Distance, maybe this would be easier to do. Um, so he takes her under, like into like this little private space, and asks, like, okay, what did you want to talk about? <laughs> Meanwhile. So, well, before um, that, he doesn't even ask what she wants to talk about. He asked about yesterday morning. Oh, he's like, so what's up with? So you know, you want to maybe do that again? You look great tonight. And then, um, says so. What about yesterday morning? Not what she wanted to talk to you about. You know that, but it could have been that. But does he? He doesn't know. Because I think she, about. even when he asks her if she's cool and she says, like, he says she wanted to talk and she's not exactly okay, she's still in, caught up in the, in the. so he could have not been okay for lots of reasons, you know? <laughs> True. And it's not like their kiss wasn't interrupted in the, in the most juvenile way. Yeah. So it could also be that, like, she's stuck here with the order, you're not here. And at least two big mouths know that y'all were necking in the woods. Necking in the woods. I'm an auntie. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but that's what they were doing. And so um, they do a little bit of flirtation. Um, she's like, what about yesterday? He's like, you forget about already, B. He needs to stop calling her B because there's some seriousness afoot, but she cannot focus. He says, must have been an awful kiss. Terrible, she breathes. And then Cell is like, the drive to the airport was one thing, but now that you're back, I need you to stay in sight. And they're like, God damn it. Very convenient that he's ready to pop up when he hears the word kiss because his extra strong hearing tells him to come and listen in. He's already listening to the conversation. He hears the word kiss. He's like, okay, it's time to break this up right now. He's jealous, but he doesn't know of who. Right. (laughs) The answer is both. The answer is both. (laughs) The answer is both. <laughs> the answer you know, is definitely both. The answer is both. Um, Nick sighs and is like, we need to talk in private for a few minutes. We're not leaving. Um, and felt like this is a bad idea. And I can see him being like this. And just doing that gesture of like the whole thing. Um, <laughs> Nick is like, Leave us, Sel says, is it an order? Nick says, yes, it is. And Sel says, it's hilarious because uh, your father put me in charge. So who's ordering So he asked just to to explain even further why he would not be going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it an order? Yes. Oh, well. Great. Cute. Too bad. Um, And then he's like, don't make a scene, Nicholas. And I love that he uses the full name. Bree looks over everybody's now. They were they thought that they had find found themselves a cute little private like cove in this whole thing, and everybody was just peering over, looking, 
ears tuned. And that's that. So later on, back in her room, she gets on the phone with Nick. And I'm like, why didn't y'all do this in the beginning? Because it solves your problem of the nearness, <laughs> the, the, the touching each other. So, you know, now they can actually have a conversation. She lets him know about um, the gate being opened 25 years ago. And he believes her, but wants to know, like, who, how she found out. And that's when she kind of explains, like, I don't want to betray this person's trust or put them at risk. You're the one that told me that the regents are severely anti-Ether users. They don't control. Um, and Nick is like, okay, but did this, did this person find you or did you find them? They're like a bit of both. Are they safe? Yes. They want to help me. They knew my mom. They've been here for a while and they want to keep a low profile. And so Nick is like, okay, well, it's probably for the best that I don't know. So he doesn't push her to like give him a name, which I think goes a long way into like helping further the trust between Bree and Nick. Um, but he also doesn't have a good solution for this. And so his um, his like plan, I guess, is to um, continue to look for proof and then when they find it, bring it to his father. This I'm like, you sweet summer child. He's like, my, my father never got over what they did to my mom. I think he'd help us with this. <laughs> Laugh out loud. Um, and then says, and the way things are going, I might be king in a few weeks. And so having this, when I am king, I have all of the power. Like there, I'm not, I am the one that everyone answers to. So then I will be able to, um, find out who's responsible and like, and punish them. And he's like, you want me to punish them? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Um, there's also another small aside about her telling him about Thel and they get the idea of like possibly because they don't she didn't see who it was who was opening the gates and so she's like it could have been a Merlin she's thinking it's a Merlin and then Nick's like no they're bound by oaths and then she's like a human holding a vial of demon blood like just a vial of like blood like Thel could possibly do and he's like yeah and then then she says, like, the line of Morgaine. Um, so those are the kind of, that's, like, where they're they're headed um, into who's the person opening the gate. We know that the answer is, is Nick's daddy, is Daddy Davis. Mm-hmm. And Daddy Davis mm-hmm. is not going to help with any proof. Um, so their plan to gather proof and give it to Daddy Davis is futile. Danny Davis is a really unfortunate. Uh... <laughs> I'm not calling him Lord. I know, but for your own Daddy Davis, that you're like, I, don't know. Oh, right. I mean, I don't call. No, I don't call my right. father right. Daddy, but like, I I just mean it's just it's yeah. I get it because the alliteration. His name is Martin. We can just call him Martin. <laughs> no, we got. We have to give him a title. He wants that wow. title to be Lord. We refuse, but we will give him a title. Oh, 
Daddy is not. He is Daddy that. Davis, and Nick is Daddy. No, Papa. Papa. Daddy, but... <laughs> this is just father. Papa or father. Father. Father Davis. Oh my! Yeah, it's. Wizard Team is back for a new season, and with that comes a few changes. The one we're most excited about, other than reading Legendborn by Tracy Dion, is that the Patreon chat is back. Support our work by becoming a BNC baddie at any tier, and you'll be able to watch us record live weekly, have your thoughts included on the podcast, and interact with other baddies. Go to patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate to join. Surprise, it's time for the second trial. <laughs> so they were like, come party with us. And like three hours later, we were waking you up. Waking you up out of your bed. Can I just say that like, I flipped back and forth between these pages a few times. It's like, wait, because it's so abrupt. It's just like, yeah. welcome to the second trial. <laughs> like, did I miss something? Like, huh? Is there yeah. a page missing for my... But that's also like, again, like that's the point. Like Brie yeah. also was like, huh? Like... <laughs> How did we get here? And I love how this chapter opens just because, like, again, like you like you notice, like, or like you mentioned, Bree notices, has all I mean, obviously, like has always noticed Cell. Like anytime he's in the room, he gets a mention. But it feels like he's she's watching him closer now. And like, I mean, this is also like the first chapter or we're gonna get where like they have more extended time together. Um, but yeah, so the so it reads, Cell stands like a drill sergeant on the lodge's front lawn, feet planted wide and hands behind his back. He's dressed in black, as always, but his long coat is gone. His tattoos are on full display below sleeves, rolled at the elbow. They wind down his forearms and wrists, and I can't help but study them. I wonder how far up they go and how many he has before I remember I detest him and shouldn't care about his tattoos at all. <laughs> it's like, sure, girl. I believe you, totally. Whatever you have to tell yourself. <laughs> right, you had to remind yourself that you detest the body. I, I um, dislike this person. Listen, I am looking you up and down. Remind yourself that the cute boy is also part demon, part sex demon. And so maybe, <laughs> and also an asshole. I'm not gonna lie, right. so I've been yeah. violent this whole time. Um, love him, but yikes! Like it's one thing to be an a hole to people around you. It's one, but it's another to be an a hole to me. Like, yeah, specifically. Yeah, and still and still make me feel fluttered. things in my body. Yeah. No, we don't do that. <laughs> um. So the second trial is a scavenger hunt. Um. They there's uh, what like eight of them now. Um. The final six will get to move on to the last trial. Um. So their goal is to find different ethered objects. Um. Using riddles. Uh, and then the more objects they find, the more they will draw the attention of Cell's uh, construct hellhounds. So they have to not get caught by the hellhounds. And then, because um, if they get cornered or injured, they automatically fail. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to double check. Okay, so they have until the end of the night to to find as many as they can and whoever has the most... Or I guess the two who have the least number of objects are the ones who won't pass, essentially. Yeah. Um, 
So, and they're scattered like across the entire campus, campus. which is that's really unfortunate. annoying because you get the sense gonna... that UNC is not a small campus. No, it's not at all. And even and, if like, it was a small campus, going back and forth and back and forth is, is annoying. Yeah, and it's night. So. You want to sleep? You got to think. <laughs> like, you want me to think? You've I only, I've only like, had a couple three... hours of sleep. Bree's only had, yeah, a few hours of sleep. It's really funny, though, because she does say, like, um, the only people who don't ch- appear to be intimidated are Witty and Vaughn, and neither of them even look tired. And I'm like, probably because they had some insider knowledge and either Maybe. left early or taken some performance enhancers, you know, this college where... Adderall, non-prescribed Adderall usage runs them up, you know? Questions, but... Yeah. Or they're just night owls. No, but I like to think that they're cheating. because Probably. Everyone's <laughs> like, I think that... <laughs> um, I think so yeah, so each uh, page will have a chaperone who isn't their sponsor. Um which means that um yeah they'll just have somebody there to, and they can't help them but it's to make sure that um it's like they're like not really judges exactly but just to make sure that they're not like cheating or um that's pretty much it i think <laughs> just yeah, to make cheating. sure they're cool um pretty much the cheating um so as as this is all being explained, like Brie is looking at Nick because they're all standing across from their specific sponsors, and Nick is uh, heated. You know, in the words of Beyonce. I was about um, to say, I was like, if I had a fan to snap right I now, I can never like, say heated anymore. Say like fan him off, he's hot, hot, hot. Like <laughs> he's having a hard time. But it's also it's like so it's it's carrying over from the last chapter in like you know him and cell right now are at odds um in part because cell is in charge while um or not in part really because cell's in charge while his dad's gone and the power has very clearly gone to his head like it was like you can see it from their conversation before um when he interrupted their kiss and even now in the way that he's standing there and like all of that, he's um, he's kind of enjoying getting on Nick's nerves and they obviously we don't see at least here, we don't see like their kind of beef, but it's very clear that there is some on top of the fact that like Nick does not want to be here, right? He still doesn't want to be here. Like he's still having struggling with his own issues as it regards to like, being back in the order um and cell is not making it easy on him um it gives you the sense of like you can kind of see the seeds of like where their resentment comes from or like it's mm-hmm. like continuing now that i guess now that nick is back it doesn't solve everything the way that everyone else thinks it is like there's still issues especially between Nick and Cell mm-hmm. um, and I think they're also like 
bigger, I guess now, like exacerbated now because like Camlan is coming because Sal is convinced that Bree is a um demon and even like there so uh Tracy like dropped this short story. We've we've like mentioned it before um from Sal's perspective that kind of goes through this. I think it ends at the end of like where we are this, yeah. in this in the chapters. Um like they have already had a discussion about Brie um, and Nick like asking him to leave her alone, not wanting, again, like they have this bond where he can feel when Nick is in danger and Nick can feel his bloodlust. So there's also that like strain happening. Um, so yeah, um, so they get paired off. Um, Felicity goes with Spencer, Russ is paired with Witty. Victoria and Sarah split Carson and Blake. William takes Greer. Bree's like, damn it. Because <laughs> obviously, if she can't be with... Uh, well, she says if she couldn't have Felicity, Evan, or Russ, because those are folks that like she has interacted with, um, she would want William. But now she's between Nick, Pete, and Fitz, um, which she's not like... She, I think she's just uneasy around Fitz because of that conversation that they had had. And she knows she can't have Nick. Right, she knows she can't have Nick. Um, So it's either between Pete and Fitz. Uh, But Tor gives Pete to Vaughn, which means that Brie would be with Fitz. But Cell, again, is on a power trip. He decides he's going to go with Brie. And Fitz can go with uh, Sydney. Nick is going to stay in the lodge. So I was like, so why did you even wake me up out of my sleep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come again, do this shit. power play. But you didn't even tell me we were doing so. Like Nick also did not have like Bree kind of suspects yeah. that Nick didn't realize that the trial was going to happen that night either. So like you did all of this, and now I got to stay behind. Like it's you should just let plays, me sleep. It's a power it's also play. The, it's also the like whenever what he said earlier, like oh you thought you were going to order me, I order you. Like he was like right. oh no no, and now you're going to go to sleep. I woke you up and now I'm going to go back to sleep. So see you. But I also think too, like, um, you get the sense that like, fair or not, and I guess it is kind of fair because they all really do it, that like, people look out for their pages of the people that they put up, right? So like, mm-hmm. Nick would not have been talking to Bree until the wee hours of the morning had he known that there was going to be um, a trial. A trial. And like would have um not told her what to expect or anything like that, but just been like, get some rest. We'll talk about it in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, and you get the sense too, just from the way that like Witty and Vaughn, I think they cheated, but still, like, you get the sense that like they all kind of all of the people who put pages up look after them to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um Evan's page got disqualified in the first trial and they kind of even talk about like how they're not there right and so <clears throat> I think it's also a matter of like for Nick it's like now not only are you messing with me but you're messing with me through Brie and also um, the fact that he doesn't trust Cell with Brie alone Cell's mm-hmm. been running yeah. around screaming about how Brie is a demon gonna, and how he wants and to how kill, he's her. Gonna kill her so it's just like and like he's like he's making clear to Nick 
how like and so you know that they have the bond so if he feels emotions that feel a certain way so this is where the it's not this episode next episode we'll probably cover where we leave off with the short story if he feels mm-hmm. murderous intent he's going nick is gonna know that the person that he's with as he's feeling his intent is brie mm-hmm. and so he's gonna be like definitely feeling some intent yeah well i don't think yeah. he's feeling it yet but it's like but, it's like next episode but he, doesn't trust, yeah, he doesn't trust he doesn't trust it on top of the fact that like Celis, ob- again, it's a power play. Like he's obviously trying to get under Nick's skin on top of his what his plan, his harebrained scheme that he's got up and running. Um, so it's just like it's yeah, it's problematic. Nick tries to go against it um, or tries to like speak up and be like, "Nah, this isn't cool." But you know, Cell continues to be like, "I'm in charge. I'm the HBIC of the order right now." Um, and He's being the I mean, leagues of Real Housewives of Atlanta right now. Like, I'm her. I'm. It also girl. just is like it's so. Like these are children. You know what I mean? Like, he is also barely maturity he level. He has not is, had his brain fully developed. Like he's just. None of the frontal lobes here not, are. Like there are no grown-ups here, and this is not the way that you want. It's just not, it's not what you want. No. I will say, and I think we might have, it might have come up before. I don't remember. Um, but I just want to restate, I guess. Like, I do appreciate how their beef doesn't have to, doesn't, I mean, it does now a little bit, but it doesn't have to do with Brie. Like, this shit is deep and goes way back and... Mm-hmm before she met before she even came up in here talking about nick told me to meet him <laughs> at this place that i've never been to before um still a wild ass thing that happened hilarious but yeah so it's like it's it's it is she's in it now but it's just another added thing to a like issue that they've been having for a long time um so yeah, I just I appreciate that. Um having I mean, not shade because I love this series, but having just finished um the Hunger Games where the beef between the two love interests is purely that they want the same girl. So <laughs> yeah. um anyway, uh so there are forty so they have three hours. It's one thirty in the morning. They have uh, three hours. Like honestly, this is just. If I had known, I would not. I wouldn't have been out with the fake ID and the <laughs> torture. Anything out of it. I'd be like, Nick, call me when you get back, and we could talk the on the phone. I'm, I'm going to bed at eight thirty. Like, right? She didn't get to talk to Nick. She didn't mm-hmm. get to like flirt with Nick. She didn't get to do anything. So you may as well just stay in bed. May as well Come just. On. Yeah. Um, So there's 40 objects on the list, but again, these are all riddles and they're scattered all across the campus. Bree asks, like, why, like, how they're even able to do this? Because again, you know, she goes into one building, it's unlocked. She's like, how, how does this work? But the administration for the school, again, like the order built this campus so they're all up in up through admin and 
the high places of the university so they kind of can do whatever they want everybody else is asleep and they're like we got free reign of the campus so we're chilling um it's all it's crazy though to just think about like the way that cell reminds her of this in like kind mm-hmm. of almost like a threatening way like you cannot hide from us demon like right <laughs> he's just on like he's doing the most yeah in every aspect yeah um and then also but i will say like it's also again one of the first real scenes with just brian cell and like in my head it's always later um but like we get half a book of just brian nick and then the last half we get more cell um as he starts to realize how very wrong he was um and i will say like i also do like their their banter you know um so Bree points to one of the clues and is like silver and red white and yellow find me flashing where the stoners mellow how am i supposed to know where the stoners mellow maybe you know if you got high says cell it's like you know like those kind of moments are um funny and also he's not like again they're not allowed to help which is like the point of not having their chaperones or their sponsors chaperone them um but he's also like particularly unhelpful it feels (laughs) like um it might have been better if he just didn't talk at all but he every time she says him he's just like hmm or you know like one of those things that make you feel like am i wrong did i doubt did i maybe i didn't do this right um but anyway, as they're as they're talking or as they're going, um, Bree kind of asks why, um, like she's okay. So she's kind of over him, but is also still unnerved by him, and he can tell that, and he enjoys that. She's also trying to talk, like trying to ask him, like why he thinks that she's a demon. Um, and she says, um, I told you I'm keeping an eye on you, mystery girl, because you think I'm a demon. Are you saying you're not? Um, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? Aren't you the shadow born here? Um, what I've been saying, I'm like, sir. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what you think you know or what you've been taught, but I am not born of shadows. Planting a demon in our ranks disguised as a naive once born is the perfect way to sow discord, but it won't work with me. The thing is, is like, you are, you're still sowing discord. (laughs) Like, you're actually the source of the discord, sir. (laughs) Is it not working? Are you not disrupting everything to do this? Like, are you not disturbed? Are you not? The actual demon hiding in the ranks hasn't had to do a single thing. Like, is not, hasn't lifted a finger to sow discord, because you got it. And wouldn't it make even more sense for them to, the person to be someone who is already part of the order, and therefore less likely to have an eyebrow raised than a person that everybody's looking at, because they don't fit already? Right, like, why would you, as, why would, as a demon, why would What's you impersonate a black girl to get into the order? <laughs> <laughs> <doesn't make> <laughs> they already... <laughs> They already treat people, black people like they're demons anyway. So why? Come why on, like <laughs> it's giving so it's it's giving like again spoilers. It's giving Arthur taking over Brie and Bloodmark. It's like this ain't gonna go how you thought. Like, <laughs> um, hmm. 
but yeah, so they're 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 moving through. Bree is finding clues. Um, we also kind of get a little bit of like more of an insight into how Cell's magic works. So he, um, so she finds this mug, this ethered mug, um, in the piano room. And it kind of like is glowing in and out. And so Sal explains that ether is an active element that he's holding the shape in place. Um, and then Bree is like, you're holding all 40 objects together right now. Um, Sal says he created them all at once um, and can sense them at a distance and reinforce them. If it lasts, if this lasts more than a couple hours. Um so he's doing that and also the hellhounds are also roaming around. So he's doing like a lot while also, you know, messing with Bree. So it's just an, I, I, I guess I was, the point is I like, I appreciate the moments where we still get like, oh no, Bree, or not Bree, sorry. Cell is like very good, super at powerful. Like, and he's <laughs> very competent at what he does. And like, he's doing all of this while still plotting to <laughs> kill her bless you um which obviously she doesn't know yet but it's happening <laughs> so i wonder yeah. about that too because it's like this is how you know that cell does not have cell is like a multitasking master and like what mm-hmm. kind of like why he is so volatile because he's basically like a type a personality juggling all of these like doing the group projects alone and yeah. on top of that, on top of like having to like run these trials and he's like the one holding all this magic, Lord Davis leaves and leaves him in charge to also like keep watch of Nick, which to me is like, okay, kind of makes sense that he doesn't want Nick out in the field to chaperone because it is like, I have yeah. to hold all these things together. And so it's either if you're in the, you know, you're behind the wards, which But again, you could have just left them asleep. But... Could have left him asleep. But also, then it's like, well, couldn't Evan or someone else chaperone Brie? It's like both things. Like, he's doing all this stuff, which is impressive. Then he adds on to all of the impressive stuff that he's doing and should be doing. He adds petty on top of that and, Mm -hmm. like, murderous intent. And so then it's like, Mm -hmm. everything falls apart. Because it's like, had you just sat here and, like, ran this trial, kept Nick safe, been in charge of the order while Lord or Daddy Davis is gone. I'd have been sitting there like, I get why you're so you like short triggered and volatile, but like valid, you're you're doing all of the work. Then you have to go and add all this extra. Like some of that stuff you didn't you didn't have to take on. Right. Or even like approach it in that way. Taunting, chaperoning and taunting Bree. You didn't yeah. have to do this. There, there were no. other people. You could have even sent four, which would have just been as awful for Bree. <laughs> I feel that. like honestly, it, I part part of me wonders. The part of him that's attracted to Bree did not want her to be paired. Like saw her about to get paired with Fitz and was like, "Nah, I got it." Like he already had the plan in place, but also I feel like he was like, "I don't want anyone else to torture her. I want to be the only one who tortures her." Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't want her tortured be she he wants her tortured because she's a demon, not because she's black. Right. I think I said a couple episodes and, ago, which I'm like And also because 
it'll make like nickel feel it and it'll like it yeah. also has to do with he's it's trying like to a double fold it. yeah it's yeah. like a double he's like oh double homicide i can yeah. <laughs> <laughs> direct it <laughs> i feel like that should be our title but maybe not um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there, Bree's making her way through, making her way through the list, um, but she hasn't really run it into, into any trouble, um, she hasn't seen any of the hounds, uh, but, uh, Cell says that he felt one earlier that was, like, nearby, but it didn't catch her scent, um, and Bree's like, oh, lovely, were you going to warn me a bloodthirsty hellhound was no, hell, mm, a bloodthirsty hellhound, I can't speak, the thing was nearby. A thirsty hellhound <laughs> was nearby. Yes. yes. And Cell is like, why would I do that? Which, again, <laughs> petty, but also he isn't supposed to, so whatever. Fine. Um, so she finds, so the next clue she finds, or a riddle, is I was the first and the rest is, and my rest is the oldest. Let there be no debate. Um, just my luck. This is some sort of uber obscure medieval crap. And then, so she says this, and it makes Cell laugh. This is a Kanye West moment. It's like, it gave me the Kanye West Because there's a moment where he laughs. They're both shocked, and they're, like, just looking at each other. And then Cell immediately scowls. He, like, shuts it down. <laughs> but, like, he legit thought she, that that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't so, take it personally. Yeah. Everyone, a, a broken clock is right. Even a demon right. cracks a joke. A good joke every once in a while. A good joke every once in a while, you know? Um, so Bree is kind of like going through it, but she she realizes where it is. She She's like, I don't really want to go back there. But, you know, she's on a timer. She can't be like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to find a different one. So she has to go back to the graveyard, which was not... Uh... Again, she wasn't ready to go back there so soon after going to doing the memory walk with Patricia, which now I think about it was maybe like 12 hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't that long ago. So yeah, that makes sense. She's very much like, damn, do I want to, I was just there and did some I'm very much getting, we talked about this when we talked about, um, as we often do. Hey, this might be, is this our first time bringing up S.H.I.E.L.D. for Legendborn? Maybe. Um, Huh. It very much gives me that one moment in S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I know we talked about it in like a fandom function where they just kind of realized they had no breaks and Mac was like, just want pie. And then they immediately <laughs> got snatched up again. Yeah. Like that's what Bree is going through. Just like crisis after crisis, trauma after trauma, racism after racism. Like, and then you're you like, oh, that, that last thing was. 12 hours ago? Yeah, and it's hard to, like... Because even though this... Like, this book is... I mean, I wouldn't say it's, like, fast-paced. I'd say it's probably medium. But, like... And it's large. But even still, I think, in your brain, when you read things like this, in your head, it's taking longer. Even if it's going fast, there's... Mm -hmm. It's taking longer to get through. There are, like, days that happen off-page. Or maybe even weeks that happen off-page. Right. We've only had, like, half a day happen off-page so far. Um... So, yeah. So, you know, we're tired, but imagine how tired Brie is. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, they're they're walking through the graveyard. Um, 
Cell is following her a silent figure blending into the shadows because one of the other things is like because he's there's a point where like he scares her because she's he's using what she calls demon feet so he's very <laughs> quiet can't really hear him when he's walking so she asks she says you've never seen me harm nick so why do you still think i'm shadowborn um and cell says you're immune to mesmer not true so brie says immediately <laughs> lies you willed the sights too easily for someone who has only recently received it you saw the easel at the quarry um and you have enthralled nicholas enthralled is is <laughs> doing a so lot of work is nicholas the only one fighting being enthralled perhaps i mean your concern mm, is mm. you protest too much and <laughs> the thralling is actually for your own self and you're mm. fighting that you've enthralled me and so my maybe he's yeah, how dare? And I feel, and I feel it even more intensely because I feel his feelings too. So I feel it double whammy, and I don't like that. Yeah, something's wrong. You must be a demon. Yep. Um, I've been giving. I've been trying to give Nick the good, good for years, and he has never reacted like this. <laughs> oh my god! It must be demon. Oh my I'm god! Demon, and I can't get Nick to do this. To, to you got you got Nick to come back to the order when I was there when he swore up and down he wouldn't even stay here for me but he can come back for you for you he only met you two hours before you came demon, demon. that's the only explanation <laughs> you see it Portia um, you see it in addition to the timing of your appearance it's too convenient um. Demons are crossing through gates at increasing rates at not only our chapter, but also the others embedded in schools up the coast. It's all but inevitable the table will be gathered, and Nick, but Nicholas is vulnerable, symbolic. If anything happens to him before Arthur calls and he claims his rightful titer, title, the order will go into chaos. Um, Bray's like, I thought you hated Nick. Uh, Cell says, Nicholas's petty childhood concerns and daddy issues have n- never been of greater importance importance than the order's mission he should have been preparing himself for the call instead of whining about his duty um i don't think his mother getting mesmered so severely that she couldn't remember her own child is a petty childhood concern she only wanted to protect him she tried to kidnap him and the line is law again this is the this is a cult (laughs) This this is a cult um and it's interesting, especially because Sal has his own issues with his, like, own situation with his own mom. Like, so I also think part of this is, like, mm-hmm. you mommy know. problems. He so had, he had his problems, own mom issues. He had his own issues, which. Problems. Well, it's that, and it's also, like, he had his, his issues. I, I think his mom, like, is, at this point, has succumbed to, like, the demon blood, I think is what it is, right? That's the story. Yeah, that's the story. That's the story is what I'm saying, yeah. But, like, so it, I think in his head, he's like, I dealt with that, and I'm still here. I'm still doing, I'm still my, doing duty. my duty. Right, And but Nick all of a sudden can't do it because of his mom. Like, you're Arthur. Buck up. Um, yeah. And I definitely, I got that sense, too. Um, B, but, like, I love that, like, he says this, and Bree just kind of stares at him, like, oh, you you are broken. <laughs> like, and, and he is. I don't think there's another way to, like, can't, like, handle that sentiment of, like, you talk, like, 
but I was also it's interesting because like you would you would think that Cell would have some level of reaction to like Bree just saying like they mesmered his mom like oh you guys are that close like he's telling you this thing you know what I mean but it, it's interesting to me that he doesn't even have that kind of reaction because well, he he's so exactly I'm like he's so convinced that she has enthralled him and that's why they've gotten this like he's confided this much in her this quickly but yeah yeah they both have issues therapy yeah I mean the programming actually is what it needed I don't even think therapy is the thing (laughs) that we need Therapy is a starting point. point to start them to, to, to analyze what he needs to be programmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so Bree continues down the aisle. Uh, Cell stops talking, but then she hears a flap of heavy wings, um, and turns to uh look at Cell, but he's gone. And then there's a low growl behind her and she just, she runs. She's like, you know what? Not today. Um, and when you end there, it could potentially just be a hellhound and Sal is like, you know, I'm not supposed to help you, but obviously we find out he's wilding. So. Mm-hmm. Into the wilding chapter. I mean, mm-hmm. not wilding. So. Bree starts off at a full sprint in seconds. As soon as she hears the sound, she's out. Which, black folk, you know, we hear an issue and we run. This is exactly what we were asking her to do at the quarry. We were like, why are you lingering? We all know protocol. Protocol is to run. If you see other people leaving, you leave too. She finally has it. Um, But unfortunately for her, um, she's not fast enough. Because Cell is coming around saying in a taunting and amused voice, reveal yourself, Brianna. Her, her, her full name. Nick has gone to B. He's gone full Brianna. Um, and of course, he's above her somewhere. And she's leaping over gravestones, racing towards the uh, mausoleum section. And she's almost there. She can see the buildings. And she's trying to, her plan is if she can get inside of them, maybe she will be able to like hide this out. But Cell keeps pace with her and shouts out from a tree because he loves to stay in trees around Brianna. Spider mm-hmm. monkey. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> he's like, <sighs> give up the ruse. Cause again, he's like, this is like, this is a final like um confession he's trying to get out of her. Like, yeah. He Bree is a demon. He is a spider monkey. Neither, like, neither one of them are happy. He's planning to run her aground. And I just I noted this as our ancestors did not run the underground real world for this like he is lethally <laughs> unleashing a hellhound on brie and the graveyard at 3 a.m and we had to like our ancestors had hush puppies we had they had to wade in the water to get it from around <laughs> hounds oh they were being chased down by and this man is just like all all of those traumatized things that we have in our genes is evoking that out of Brie where she has to go in full out sprints in a graveyard at 3 a.m. And I just he really he really did not did not temperature check the plan at all for like racial he didn't have a what do they call them um racial sensitivity reader 
he didn't he didn't have one of them. He didn't he didn't beta he didn't beta read this at all. No. He was like, I get I get the I get that you're trying to prove that she's a demon, but she's also a black woman, and maybe we want to think about unleashing a hound on her. But no? that wouldn't matter if she was a demon. Again, as a demon, he's <laughs> not true. thinking all the way through. He's not he's not picking up the signs. They're like the optics he's really here. Not. It's like the other the demon. The, yeah, I was gonna say it's all it's all gone from the point that he's decided that that's what it is. Bree catches a sight of this uh, hound, and it looks exactly like the one that she saw when she first saw Hellhound. Um, and she is trying her best to get into the mausoleum, but where she is, she's currently cornered, um, and um, she feels the mausoleum behind her but she knows without looking that the door's out of reach um the only escape routes are blocked to her and the one that she could definitely get through is now closed off by the hound and it's snarling and it's snapping it's saliva drenched jaws and she's just like call it off so and he drops down silently beside his construct and he lands in a crouch superhero pose with a satisfied smile and he says just as i thought a coward and a liar both because he's thinking this is going to make her reveal the fact that she's a demon and he's he goes about it like he gives a full tirade that gives like villain like speech telling them all the reasons behind the scheme but also he said the tone that he uses is that of a jaded second son a la scar from the line mm. <laughs> he is very much like um he crosses his arms across his chest and he has pleasure pain over his face. He says, once a true hellhound has a scent, it never gives up its prey. The only way to stop it is to kill it. And as much as I despise those shadowborn beasts, I am much the same way. So I decided to give you two final options. Reveal your true form or kill me. Okay, bro. Dramatic. Dramatic. Oh, wow. So dramatic, but it's also like, in her true form, it is not a demon. How is she supposed to kill you? She just got here. It's giving Salem witch trials. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is no, like, there's no winning. She's supposed to win. There, there is, is no, no winning. But if she does kill you, then the order is coming after her because she just killed the Merlin. Like where is, where is her, where is the solution in which you're like, okay, you were not a demon. This isn't a test. And you were he's not, not testing to see. That's no. the thing. He's not testing to see if she is a demon. He no. knows that she's a demon. Yeah. And so <laughs> he's like, I he's just it's doing like, his job. It's the opposite of like the law of like prove your innocence. He's like, prove that you're guilty the way that I told you that you're guilty. Like, <laughs> right. you're yeah. guilty. Prove it. Like, I'll prove there's it. no there's no option for you to prove innocence at all. Like, why would I? Where does innocence for you? Um, and. Bree gets uh, frustrated and she said, and rage surges through her veins. And she says, you set me up. You planned to corner me here. And then he groans as if correcting a dense student. Of course. I must admit, I was inspired by what you said yesterday in Williams Infirmary. You were right. All this cat and mouse is getting old. Again, very scar. Um, and she risks a step forward, but the hound snaps. So she falls backward onto the bricks. And she asks, why is he doing this? And he says, because I'm tired, Brianna, of your shadowborn lies and the fun you must have at our expense. Planting our brethren at your at our oath, 
sending the serpent to take Nicholas under my nose and take him part in our trials. And with every step forward, his features turn more menacing and his eyes wilder until he looks more like a hellhound construct than himself. He looks more demon than human. We both know you don't care about our mission. I can see it in your face. Bree screams, that's not true. His expression is pained and annoyed. More lies, even now, than he kneels in front of her and sneers. I know you saw the ISIL before taking the oath. We both know that the first oath never, never took and that you slowed off our sacred commitment like it was nothing, like it was worthless to you, less valuable than dirt. Bree is trembling and she is wondering, how does he know? And he chuckles at her confusion and says, you think I don't recognize my own casting or since it's absence? He whispers in her ear, I can feel them, Brianna, the O's I've cast. And I don't feel any of me on you. Um, okay. I, so wait, play I read this <laughs> and I was like, sir, it's, the problem is, is that he doesn't feel himself in her. He, the problem, and I feel like that, I mean, that this is double duty. Story. That's the point. That's the it point. The and whole I love story. it. He wants you to gotta, feel you gotta give both. in her, and he does not. Well, on her, on her, in her. Yeah. I feel like it's also the entendre I don't, there. I, no. <laughs> I don't care what it is. I'm here for it. I mean, it's, it's giving what needed to be given. It's doing what needs to be done. But also, the triangle I mean, is triangulating. It is. But also, like, it is very much a Nick at the point of the triangle and Brie and fell on two different sides. Yeah. But they're not touching. They're both going to Nick. Well, and then fell might be. For now, it's a hinge. It's a, it's hinge. a hinge. And then it's slowly going to. It's a hinge with a tentacle. Brie's going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could see that because this is a podcast, but oh well. It's a podcast. Become a baddie but, and you yeah. could have seen the weird motion I just made to <laughs> illustrate my... <laughs> That's what pretty much happening. unlike what you would have seen if you were watching... What is that movie with Tom Hanks where he's a Da Vinci Code? Whenever he does like the female versus the male hand movement and you're just like why sir why did we do this i have never seen that movie but it was i only saw to that part i think and i was like this is it i'm out like (laughs) that was enough for some Um, reason in my head now i'm seeing i'm seeing left eye from the no scrubs video except instead of a triangle or instead of a rectangle she's doing a triangle (laughs) exactly that exactly that let me give you something to think about <laughs> with intentions to turn you out as cell has for brianna because he does not feel himself on her um so brie as she should is ready to be out of here she's like get away from me she shows him with shaking hands and he laughs and rocks back on his heels true villain mode fully villain mode right now and um, she scrambles to her feet, but his hound is right there. And so he really has her in the corner, in a pocket. And he- Crazy, settled. it looks like she failed the, uh, failed the test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> failed the trial. 
And Cell has to keep rubbing stuff in. He already is on, he already has the high ground here. He's on the low ground morally, but he has the high ground in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he wants to just go in a further. And he says, Nicholas needs to know who you are before he's called to the throne. And he made a fool, make a fool of him. William, Felicity, Russ, Sarah noticed there's no tour in that. Um, they all seem to think you might actually belong with us when we both know that you don't belong anywhere. Bree is shaking, not because of what sells about Nick, uh, just because of what it sells said about Nick or the others, but because of his last words. You don't belong anywhere. And Bree is like um, thinking back to everything she's done to get here, everything related to her mom's murder. Um, and her body is starting to react to all these things she's thinking about. And we know what happens when she starts reflecting on the things that are upsetting her deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, that's related to her family and so uh, there's she said there's like a balloon beneath my skin that wants to expand and outward ex- outward and explode and she looks at the hound and thinks about breathing fire into its face its face and making it watching it burn and then laughing at its pain because it's so small is next to hers and then she sees cells and she sees confidence in his ancient mission and his hunger to take her down. And she thinks that she may not know her own ancestors, but seeing seeing Mary and Louisa and Cecilia, all she wants to do is to show him that he's not the only one with power in his veins. And that's the power. Getting to know about your own ancestors and their plight. And those aren't even her ancestors. Those are just mm-hmm. someone in her locality who had a similar background as her. And she's like, I know what the ancestors have gone through and I know how they would react and like what they did so that I, like people like me could be here. And how dare you try to mm-hmm. act like you're the holier power here, that you're the one, like you're the only one who can be on top here. And so here comes the return of silver tongued Brie because she's ready now. <laughs> and she says, Nick was right. Merlins are monsters. You are a monster. And his eyes widen, his lips press into an angry line, and she can't find out the horror thing he might spell next because he doesn't get a chance to respond at all. Instead, there's a crash in the woods and a low howl, then a high piercing bark, and then another that echoes against the closed-in courtyard. Cell scowls and says, what did you do? Did you call in reinforcements? And Breeze says, I didn't do anything, A-hole. Like him, her eyes are glued to the graveyard, and they don't have to wait long to see that three... Um, enormous foxes with green aether travel drifting up, up like steam off of their scaly backs are there. These are true Shadowborn, no constructs and no illusions. Hoiked by his own petard. <laughs> and so, if it may please the court, I will now state my case that Cell thinks Bree's a demon primarily because he cannot understand his and Nick's attraction to her otherwise. Oh yeah. Exhibit A, Yeah, <laughs> it takes a demon to know a demon. And because his mom was a succubus, he thinks the enthralling thing is Brie also being a succubus. <laughs> Exhibit B, he's been drawn into noticing her movements from the start. As he mentioned, he noticed her at the quarry being able to see, even though he was acting like he didn't notice her. And then right. Exhibit C, he is so caught up Q Usher, so caught up, <laughs> caught up that 
Got me feeling it. <laughs> That's no, literally how he feels about her. No, this girl got a hold, got a on, hold on him. That his lack of observance for the boundaries, um, for like the boundaries around the order, the gates for the campus or whatever, allow actual demons in mid-trial once again. Because he's so caught up in what Drag Bree is doing. He and the attraction and trying to figure out why he's attracted to her. He can't, he keeps getting caught up in not being able to defend the territory he is charged to defend. That is my case, Your Honor. I mean, yeah, he's wildin'. I don't know what, what, what the people say, but I, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not a judge. I didn't go to law school, but you've made the case. We can go to trial. I don't know. I don't know. I'm losing it. <laughs> so he some more law and order. Right. So he has allowed, like, he's been so distracted. These contracts are fully here. He's over here cussing in Welsh. Um, and he slides into a fighting stance and he says, Call them off. If you kill me, you'll never get close to Nicholas. All your efforts will be for naught. And she snaps. They're not mine. And they keep getting closer. Um, they close in on a 10-foot distance easily. They yip and snarl and chatter as they stalk towards them both. And he's still saying, call them off. And she still says, I didn't do this. And he just keeps, by the guilt back and forth like this. And they're about to die. And finally, he decides that he's going to like murmur some aether into like these glowing spinning balls in his palms and then form staffs from them and they become their own like weaponry right but instead of retreating this foxes are eager and when Bree's like what are they doing uh so does not answer her he's just looking at them too but all of a sudden they make a sound and they just like absorb all the ether that Cell just constructed, and Cell's like, "What?" And he doesn't. He doesn't actually say that, but he reacts like, "Oh crap!" So he gasps, and then he tries to keep them from taking the full weapons, but they go anyway. And then um, he, uh, whenever he's trying to pull that magic from going to them, the foxes flicker, but instead of them actually changing into like like to not be uh, receiving the magic they uh, actually turn his magic the same color as them and then they um take his magic again when he tries to cast it again and so brie is just like stop they're gonna just keep they're gonna keep using it before so they become corporal because each time they absorb some of his magic they get stronger looking stronger that's honestly insane How do you even? How do you even fight this? Magic. I I do love that, like what you're saying. Like he's spending all the time fighting her, being like, "Call them off." But if you go back to his original, "I'm gonna prove that you're a demon." Plan. It was reveal yourself or kill me. So right. And he's like, she's really about to kill me. And it's like, okay. <laughs> she's about to kill, about to kill both of y'all because she don't, she don't, what's she gonna do? He's uh, like, I am uh, not a freaking... A great, like, you're not actually about this life, though. Like, you didn't... <laughs> no. You didn't want what you said you wanted. 
so um, crazy. Yeah. So he's figured he's now figured out that his magic will be futile. So he again can't use his main weaponry. So he growls at the creatures with his canine's beard. And suddenly the world is trembling around Bree. And um she can see like a um the constructs in a different way now. She sees them. Their sight, smell, sound is suddenly crisper and brighter. Their skin is in high definition. She can see things more clearly. And, and she see in the health boxes in HD. I hate that yeah. part. Yeah, no. Nah, I'm wondering too, is she seeing them more clearly because they ingested? Oh no, no, magic? no, no, no. No. So her magic's coming. Her magic's coming. Okay. Okay. Because she's about um, to. But it's what, I remember her saying like she could always like smell him. Yeah, what's worse is that her magic's coming, but I couldn't figure out if it was like they ingested his magic, and so now she's more in tune to them, and that like speeds up her magic. I couldn't figure out like which you know like what. Yeah, no, I think it was because her. She was already like it was already coming, and then the hell foxes came. So now I think her magic is just like oh, it's. Well, she knows it's full of legs, but she doesn't even have a backup. Like, Cell would like be the back, like the plan. Like, he's going to take him out, but like her magic's like, ah, so we don't have anything in between us and the foxes. We have to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like her. It's interesting too because not only has her sense of smell increased so much with them, it smell it's increased so much that she can taste their sour, rotten aether bodies mm-hmm. at the back of her throat, and that's just no, thank that's you. Like, that is just Mm-mm. keep that. I mean, we already knew I wasn't here. I've been gone. I was gone mm-hmm. day one. I was gone at the quarry. I went home, packed up my stuff. But tasting demon? No, no thank you. No. Mm-mm. And uh, Cell is like, "What the f is that?" And his voice breaks her focus, and that's when she notices that she's taking two steps with, toward the fox without even realizing and her hands are outstretched at her sides with her bright um, crimson flames streaming from her fingertips. She screams with a short scream and then whimpers and she tries to shake her hand and toss the flames away and she, she just like, I don't, I don't. And the po- the foxes don't help wait for her to explain. The one in the fire left is already moving, dashing for her at a breakneck speed. She dodges at the last minute and it collides into the wall and while it recovers, another screeches and braces for a leap but that's whenever strong arms grab her around the waist and pull both her feet off the ground. And she feels everything flying by her in a blur of colors. And then she's released and the world goes hazy and dark. She comes to and she hears chanting in Welsh again. She sees the ground beneath her face become to focus. And then her stomach feels like they're somewhere up near her lungs. Her fingers are curled in the dirt and her mage flame is gone. She moans and then she rises to her knees and then she figures she hasn't been out for longer than a minute. Cell says, or grumbles, you're welcome, before returning to his Welsh chant. He stands beside her, his hands and uh, fingers contorting in the air over the massive, which gives me Doctor Strange, um, Mm. over a massive roots of an oak tree. She looks up to find that they're on um, the northmost quad of the campus, which is about a 10 minute walk from the graveyard. And he continues to chant as they hear the Hellfox scream in the night air. Oh God, she uses the tree to stand. They're coming. I'm aware. 
Soul says. Another scream louder this town. They're getting closer. I have ears. Well, I've got to run. Well, we've got to run. And she starts to take a halting step, but the world is adjusting itself and she's not ready to go. No, he says, we've got to hide. And then there's a rush of air and uh, double doors appear of, over the tree roots. So yanks his backward and one of the doors open, one of the doors open and reveals a dark bottomless pit below. Get in. I'm not going down there. And without a world word, he wraps an arm around her middle and lifts her up, tossing her down into the gloom. She lands butt first, pain shooting up her spine, and she figures that it was about six or seven feet, so not bottomless. And he drops out beside her and lands like a cat, salad in light. He yanks down again and the dorm slams shut, plunging them into darkness. I just want to say, if he fixed his lips to say, you're welcome. He could have fixed, fixed his lips to say, oh, we're I'd, about to hop I'd down smacked here. him. Like, yeah, I have smacked him. He could have been welcome. like, oh, no, bitch. You could at least been like, be ready. <laughs> like, be ready to jump. Like, give me a warning or something. Like, why are you over here wasting breath on this? Like, no. No. You're welcome. You put us in this position. Mm-hmm. You messed around with these hell, little yeah. hell down and other hell boxes came and, like, you're, mm. We would have, I mean, that should have been fought upon. A long time ago. Were, long time ago. Someone really need to put him in his place, but you're welcome. Yeah, I feel like also how like bad. Of, I mean, obviously we we know that like Cell at this point is aware that Brie is no longer a demon, although she does have something else going on. So like, how much uh, like lack of luck does Brie have to have to reveal the first time she reveals this? like ether mage flame mm-hmm. or whatever it's in front of selwyn of all people of all people i yeah. really hate that for her and uh, i'm glad he was just like he was just as thrown back taken aback as she like as he was about the hellhounds he was like right or, or about the but it's also like i magic. think he was pretty clear he was like oh okay clearly this is not she's not a demon i was wrong and then you turn back around and you're like but she's something because she's something <laughs> I might have been wrong about the particulars. Like, but, but what is this? Something is still wrong up. that there's something else going on with this child. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do MVP. Um, so I made Bree my MVP. I think that she handled all of this really well. Um, or as well as you you can when you find out that the person who's supposed to protect your boo thing is also a demon, a crossroads child, and then find out that that crossroads child is trying to kill you. And then you reveal your biggest secret in front of that crossroads child. Um, I think that she handled all of that really well. Uh, I do need her to, um, to step up her fighting game because the, the demons are obviously not going away. And now we're getting demons that can eat ether and get stronger and more corporal. So, um, but that's, that's for another time. That's for later on. So I just think that she, she, in each, each of these three chapters, I think she really like handled herself well. And, um, you know, rolled with what was thrown at her and there was a lot thrown at her. Yeah. 
Agreed. Also, we I didn't like we kind of skipped over the like actual scavenger hunt part of it, um, or like kind of zoomed through it. But even all of that, like riddles have never really been my bag. So anytime anyone can like solve riddles, I'm like, you know what? You smart. You very smart. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that too, and like have and doing it with like Cell hovering over her and being like menacing and like unsettling. Um. Yeah, like shout out. To she her. did give Nick the Doctor Who because I'm clever. <laughs> she did. She did. I feel like, um, her riddle solving. Like I feel like people who can solve riddles are that very good line between, um, being like very on top of things and not too literal. I think sometimes I take things too literal to get all, like I get some riddles, but I don't get a lot of them until it just takes me a minute. But like, mm-hmm. if you're not that literal, I think you get, like, it's easier, you're better able to place riddles. It's like a thing I've noticed. I I enjoyed Bree's uh, performance, but I also wanted to give shout out to the ancestors because they came through for her when she needed to, um, when it comes to like a place of like inspiration and of like giving her the confidence that she needed in the moment to be like I'm not gonna take this I've already been through a racism today and then a second one at the hands of this man who had me over here running from hounds a la my ancestors I'm about to actually put him in his place and I'm gonna need the strength of the ancestors to help me get there and I just think that like although the journey they took her through was traumatic uh, I guess it was they knew they gave her exactly what she needed to gain energy from those interactions. And I appreciate that that was something that she was able to pull from. Okay. Tight. Um, and then benched. I think did we do a did we do a trifecta here? Unanimous. We did. <laughs> it's Sal. It's been a long time coming. I don't think he's gotten benched that much. Uh, he's always like skirted the line to me where I'm like, okay, yeah. but I, I understand. Somebody else logic. always There's, there's always been one, so one person. And then Someone's it, gone or, harder. Or we've had yeah. chap- we've had episodes where he's only been like one chapter and then other two chapters is someone else. And then it's like, ah, well, yeah. it odds, the odds favor the other person yeah. over him. But this and one, he's in all three. Always, and in every single one, like, he was tripping. <laughs> Yeah, and it's to me, it's always been like, okay, but if he is correct, like the thought process makes sense to me. As crazy as it is, if I think that you're a demon and you're a threat to my king, then like, yeah, I do what I gotta do, right? But like this one, it's basically like what Portia said, like the test or what trap that he sets for her is only winnable. It's not even. What? It was just, it was, there was never a moment of like, well, what if I'm, what if I'm wrong (laughs) until the freaking foxes start eating his magic and he has to even think on the fly. And then then he's like, oh shit. You're welcome. That's what settled it for me. Like, you don't get to be sassy with me, sir. I just need Selwyn to come to grips with the fact that he's attracted to her and that has nothing to do with her having any demon in her. Um, and that he, the fact that he, so for me, one of the big parts of uh, Benching Cell is that the, it's partially the orders 
um, brainwashing of him, but I feel like he ha- he knows enough to not fall under that, but he is the cult thing, so I give him some allowance for it. But the way that he treats her is very, like, how dare you, woman, um, enthrall me against my will. You have the power in this situation, and I dislike that. You should not have the power. And if you have the power, then prove yourself. Come on and show yourself. Yeah, you're just a freaking um, sexy woman taking all my attention and making me go ragey. Oh, and I hate I hate those kind of stories. Like I just they just bother me so bad. The sexism is so rife. I can't keep it. Um, and I just that's so basic of him. And so I'm just like, so I'll get it together. I can't. Um, and then I I said this before. I'm gonna be the broken record again. Um, I also blame the regents for make, letting this teenage boy without his free his prefrontal frontal cortex all the way developed be the sole person on this campus while he's also the only person responsible for guarding your potential author uh, person um, to be the only person on campus who's in charge of security for the freaking gates. Like, how irresponsible are you? It's irresponsible for him to let a girl distract him, but it's even more responsible for you, the adults in the situation, to have him be the only person on campus doing like, that job. Did, y'all, it's it's I mean, really wild, yeah, honestly, because like you see in Bloodmark, like we meet more Merlins, and it's like y'all only got one Merlin. Y'all kind of had Ethel one Hatcher. extra one. Y'all only got yeah, a whole dude. army of Merlins. Yeah, a whole army of Merlins, and you got one in charge, and he's a teenager. Like right, like what? Because that's my thing too. It's like yes, okay. It's on him for letting a girl distract him. But if ever there was a a time in your life in which a girl or someone you were attracted to will distract you, it is when you are a teen. Especially when you're unsupervised on campus. I'm scared. I'm right. sorry. Y'all already that girl and when messing with that girl or being distracted by that girl not only messes with you but messes with the boy that you also but like you know because he can then fool himself and be like, I am not distracted by Bree. But Nick is distracted by Brie, so I'm doing my duty to get the no, sir, no. But he's 19. And where 18. the adults in that situation? 18. Why are he's the 18. adults not there to be a backup in the situation? <laughs> not thinking with that right, with the right brain, sir. He's he simply does not have the range. It's not there yet. So why would? I'm still like so that's why I have an ongoing beef specifically around the security of what's supposed to be the most like needed of guarding campus within the order. Yeah. And then that that just does the raise some questions too about like how much power Nick's dad does have because all of this really does play into his plans. Um or how much sway he has, I guess, because, like, yeah, nobody was like, I, th- I feel like we should <laughs> call him some reinforcement. Right. Well, well, thank you all for listening. Um, join us next week when we discuss chapters 30 into 32. Wither Team is part of the Black Nerds Create Collective. If you want to keep up with our content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at wizardteampod and at blacknerdscreate. Stream and purchase in Think's Better Place.
unlike the other folk on this podcast. I'm not getting paid for Thank that. Thank you. We're not getting- <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Huh. I'm getting, I'm getting something for it. Okay, I'm getting the chance okay. to go see my boys. All right, bye, y'all. <laughs> bye. <laughs>